the Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Yep, you guessed it. Another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side. And Evan, college football season is coming up. Yesterday, it, it was like it got injected into my veins when I saw the Labor Day weekend schedule. And you're like, my goodness, this is going to be so cool. Looking at the games, looking at the schedules, it, it, it's the sad part about living in Michigan is you want to fast forward to college football season, but then you miss the summer. And the summer's probably the best time. You're only going to get warm weather. It is, but near the end of the summer, you're itching for that football. So, like, once mid-July happens and, like, the NFL starts their training camp, college football's in full swing with their training camp, you're like, I'm done reading about it. I want to see it. Dude. It's like a long-ass movie trailer that just keeps on giving you a little bit and a little bit. This is how I felt when that, you know, the Marvel Avengers, you know, Endgame and, and, and was Infinity Wars yeah. trailers came out. And you just couldn't wait. Yesterday, they dropped the Labor Day schedule. And Saturday at 3.30, Alabama versus the U, Miami. Started off strong. Now, okay. I know Miami's not what they were, but they're still a brand name. See, I think and they're Miami climbing is. back to what they were, not with Dorsey and McGahee were there, but within that realm of winning 9-10 games a year. Evan, I think Miami, they'll probably lose to Alabama, but Miami's good. I mean, well, they're top t- I think they're yeah, top Derek King top is coming t- back yeah. again, right? So a lot depends on how he comes back from his injury. But then after that game, you get Georgia Clemson. Where's that at? At uh, I think that one's is that one in Atlanta. I think that yeah, I think that okay. One's in I just love night games in Georgia because they do that cool stuff with the lights. No, I no, love no, no. that. Uh, then you get uh, Notre Dame at Florida State. Is that the same time they go no, up against? No, that's Sunday. Oh, oh this is the weekend. I so t- Saturday, three oh. thirty, Alabama, Miami. Saturday night after that game goes off, you get Georgia, Clemson. On Sunday, Labor Day weekend, you get Notre Dame at Florida State. Then don't they usually have a game Monday too? And on Monday, oh. this one's in Atlanta as well. You get uh, Louisville versus Ole Miss. And you know what? It's going to be a primetime game, and I'll be watching no matter what. I'll be watching because right. we missed this last year. We missed the cross conference okay. games. This is what college football needs. This yes. is what college basketball does. The college football swings and misses. Give us. Non-conference marquee games. Yeah, they'll usually give us one or two, but not a whole weekend full. I, I every, it would help in the balance later on to see whose team is good and whose team's not. Okay, if you need one tune-up game, fine. You can have one tune-up game, but play some real people, man. This uh, college basketball knows we're gonna settle this later on in March and April. But right now, it, it actually pays dividends for. Tom Izzo to schedule the schedule that he does. Now, he complains about it every year, but in the end, it's it's having a good loss. You didn't uh-huh. duck anybody. So, guess what? You're you're sitting there at your Michigan State, and you have nine losses, but Syracuse, who plays nobody, has two. Well, you know what? You, you've proven to me that you hung with all of these big boy schools. I don't know what Syracuse did because they didn't play anybody. Syracuse never leaves the state of New York until the Big East starts or whatever, right. or the ACC starts. Yeah, and you also, they don't count necessarily as a loss against you, especially if it's early on in the year. 
you know, if Miami loses to Bama in game one and then goes undefeated, that's not going to be held against them at the end of the day. No, because at this point, you're probably looking at a rematch. Right, exactly. And they're like, okay, well, they hung with them. And when I say hung with them, you have to be within two touchdowns, right? Right. And make it a competitive game, and those aren't counted against you. Just like in basketball, you lose to Gonzaga early on, they're going to look at it and they're going to say, oh, okay. They're not going to hold that against you. I mean, and look about it. in most years, MSU loses to Duke. Yeah, <laughs> they lose to Kentucky. They lose to Kansas. They lose to the big dogs. Right, they lose to all the big boys, and in the end, they get the benefit of the doubt. Playing those non-conference tournaments at the beginning of the year, I think it does so much for your team, just in general, just to build a bond where you're gone for a week and you're looking at these dudes every day for a week. You can't escape them. Right. You know, after practice back at home, you can go back to your dorm or your. Uh, apartment, wherever it might be, and you might not see the guy again until tomorrow. Right. So, no, I, I love it. Uh, what, the next week, Michigan gets a primetime game against Washington. But yet I hear people complaining about it. I don't it. understand. You know what? I take pride in that. Michigan can't. Michigan fans sometimes can't get out their own way. I say that because times have changed. You have to evolve. This isn't the days of Woody and Bo. This isn't the days where, oh, you got to play at noon. It's an honor to play at night. It means everybody's watching you. Everybody knows you're the big dog. They don't put crap games on at 8 o'clock. No, and they never will. And i rather watch my team play at 3.30 or 7.30. When your game is at noon, you're done at 3 o'clock, and you're like, all right, now what? When you play at night, it means you're the marquee. Yes, game. and everybody's if talking about well, you leading I can't up to get it. home to watch the late games. Okay, think about what you're saying. You go home to watch the late games. Why do you go home to watch the late games? Because they're the marquee games. Guess what? You're good enough to be a marquee game. I so love it. people want to go home to watch your game. You're not going to see MSU Rutgers at 8 o'clock. Unless it's on the Big Ten Network and no other games are available. And the Big Ten Network is going to be like, uh, I don't think we want to do MSU Rutgers. Because yeah. nobody's watching that game outside the two fan bases. I I love the night. I mean, Man, everything around noon. it, even the experience of going, is better at night, in my opinion. Evan, playing at noon to me is the appetizer. It's the hors d'oeuvre. It's the, okay, it's football. It's what you do as you're getting ready for the for the main games at 3.30 and at night. But a, t- a noon kickoff basically means let's just get this game over with. This oh, yeah. game won't be competitive. Okay? Let's put all the bad games early. I mean, yeah, you have your exceptions. Or was it Texas, Oklahoma, and Michigan, Ohio State? Yeah, they're going to play at noon. So be it. Yeah, that's that's their tradition. And, and I'll, I'll still say this. Could you imagine? Like, like you know, the, the, the overtime game, uh, what was it? 2016, 2016. Oh, with JT Barrett and everything. Yeah. Michigan, yeah. Ohio State at night. It would have been incredible. It would have been I, I mean, so insane. You're missing out on so much because you're holding on to this tradition. My God. I mean, could you imagine playing Michigan, Ohio State at night at the big house? It'd be you, amazing. It would be that that is must watch TV. Right. That's a football game that I think you could sell on pay per view and it would do amazing right. numbers. Like you to me. Playing a game at noon, a big game, is a waste of a game. And also, let those kids build that hate for another 12 hours that they wouldn't have had before. Imagine what you could do if you're hosting that game and selling it to recruits. 
Oh, they're yeah. seeing all the pageantry. They're seeing everybody out there. And they're, you roll it all out on that game. I mean, you bring back your national title team. Geez. You bring back your most famous alumnus. It's almost like when Harbs first came in and he was bringing in Michael Jordan to do the coin toss. Right. And, and asking Barack Obama and Tom Brady and every big name was doing that coin toss. And this is the stuff that I think would happen if you put that game in prime time. And I know they they complain and they say, you know, the fans can't handle it, this and that. Well, they also said that about Michigan, Michigan State. And that game had no problems being at night. Yeah, I mean, the whole – see, that goes to the Michigan arrogance. Well, the fans can't handle it. Hey, newsflash, okay? Everybody plays night games. And last time I checked – Columbus hasn't burned down. East Lansing at the night games, it's still standing. You know, Happy Valley. Like, everybody plays night games, but I oh, can't play a night game in Ann Arbor because all these hooligans will come into the town. You don't realize how ridiculous you Well, and I love it, too, because they'll have a full day to drink, and I'm like, you understand these people that go to these tailgates that like to drink, they're starting at 5 a.m. regardless, right. so they have seven hours to get so in. So what's better, starting at 5 a.m. and you're passed out drunk in the parking yeah, lot Yeah, those people aren't going to make it to that game. Yeah. Okay. Hey, newsflash. And, and I think colleges need to understand people drink when they tailgate, okay? Yeah. And you're talking about the, the minority of fans who just pass out drinking. A, a primetime game is a great game. So, yeah, I mean, I think about – just Man. think about like NFL fans, like the Cowboys and the Giants, or the Cowboys and the Eagles. Like those fans despise one another. Right. And guess what? They play prime time Sunday night Dude, football. Sunday Monday night, night football. Monday night football used to be the thing. Now Sunday night football because it means something. Yes, a little bit you're more. you're players, it. Players say, yeah, it feels a little different when you step out there under the lights and play. Well, you're playing that week's Super Bowl. Flat out, you're playing the most important you game are. of the week. You are. I, I don't understand. Like I said, some people get – I embrace it. I, I look back to the Michigan State-Oregon game. It was that awesome. Night was electric. You know what? I'll look back to the Michigan State-Ohio State game when JT Barrett first – he was a true freshman. Oh. And I'm like – He looked incredible. Who the heck is this? I thought Michigan State had him. I'm like, oh, they're going to win this game. And this guy comes in and just throws passes like, are you kidding me? Or even the Michigan State-Boise State game. You remember that one. That was like their first big like Friday night game that they yeah. had. And it was incredible. The atmosphere was something else. And early on in the college football season, the weather is still very nice out. So you might have a game that's in the 70s, and it's awesome watching the sun come down. And I, I love it. I would want my team to play every week on primetime if Dude, they could. I, I look back to going out to, to, to Phoenix for the Arizona State game. I mean, you couldn't get more night than that game. That game kicked off at like midnight. Yeah, you it, know, Detroit it was time. wild. Well, think about. I mean, I'm sure Alabama and Auburn have played a night game. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah, the uh, if they if it's not a night game, they that kick six game three, was yeah three thirty was a three thirty game. I mean, it's it's when eyeballs are watching it. To me, three thirty, three thirty is that should be the prime well, spot. And you know what? The primetime game, that's for the special games. And also, if your your team isn't playing at noon, that Saturday is still used for people to get their stuff done so they can watch the big games later in the day. Right. And that's what happens. Majority of people go grocery shopping or cleaning up their lawn before winter. Right. Let's face or whatever it, it might be. Baseball games, soccer, whatever. If your game is at 12, you're going to sit around and watch real football afterwards. Yeah. Because I always laugh and people are like, I like the noon games because then I can get home and watch the late night games. Well, 
Why don't you want to just be in that late night game? Uh-huh. Why don't you just? I mean, maybe some people don't handle the anticipation. I don't know. I don't get it. But I also feel that we live in in a society where you can get anything on your phone. Listen to it on your way home. That's it. You have a streaming app that you can stream yeah, that game. Most likely, away, you know it's going to be bad getting out the parking lot. It's going to be bad getting out the parking lot whenever. Be you patient. Game. You go to a game. You have to have patience. A noon game. If, if oh, you haven't I'll, figured that out yet, then shame on you. What is it? Noon game? Is it like uh, Bruce Almighty? He just parsed the waves. Right. And, and all the, the cards. Right. <laughs> No, it, it happens. It I does. Know. I mean, Michigan State played a night game against Iowa, and Iowa was like number four team in the nation. Iowa scored with, I don't know, under 30 seconds left to win that game, right? No, they scored on the final play. Okay, well, on the way home, 96 had a turned over tanker. You know how long it took to get home that night? Mm-hmm. Like four and a half hours. It was. I, I could have driven to Cleveland and Put been it this quicker. Way. I can't wait until Michigan State is good enough to get another primetime game. To get one of those games, because I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, that's not the Big Ten Network. That's not the Big We're Ten Network. We're talking Fox, and you have Gus Johnson screaming at you, right. or ABC and Kurt Herbstreet's telling you how great Ohio State is. It's yeah. one of the two. Yeah, so it, it's. I don't think that's going to happen. Which broadcast do you like more in a, in a prime time with the big announcers for college football? Because right now it does seem like it's Fowler is the big one for ABC, ESPN, yeah. and then there's Gus for well, Fox. Well, it's Gus and uh, Numbnuts. Does Joel Klatt. Yeah, because yeah. oh, Fox has the noon kickoff. That's their big game, which is stupid, but I get it. Yeah, but they'll do Pac-12 games, too. Because everybody else is capitalized on 3.30. CBS is normally a 3.30 game with the SEC, and yeah, ABC has the late-night game. So Fox says, well, we're going to make noon a big thing. It's really not. But Unless it's, you know, they had Michigan-Wisconsin. Like, the games haven't lived up to I what like they Gus should Johnson be. I like Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, except for when they're doing Michigan games, because at that point, at, at the end of the game, Joel Klatt has to get up and dust his knees off. Let's just put it like that. Go, I don't know if you can find it somewhere. It's still on my DVR. But the Michigan um, Michigan State game from last year that was done on Fox, yeah. it was Gus and Joel Klatt, and Joe Milton comes out for his first series. And now this is no average. Joe, yeah. Joe Milton has something that Michigan's See, I, been looking for. I and then Blake Corum scores a touchdown around the corner. This is Michigan's versions of J.K. Dobbins. And I'm like, oh, my God. Goodness. Like, no, nothing was better than Clack complaining to the referees in the fourth quarter when uh, Jaden Reed catches the ball. Oh, and he said and, it was incomplete. And Clack is they like, didn't look at it's it. incomplete. Why aren't they looking at it? You should challenge this. It's like, uh, power it down there, Wolverine guy. Uh, the refs didn't see anything. Uh, oh, this is horrible, and I can't believe they missed. Let's play that again. He's showing the replay. And, and the, it's already on the next play. The next play started, but this idiot is calling for the replay, and it's like, guys. Everybody's moved on. Can we? No, that's. I, I can't believe they let that go. And it's like, boy, who's he rooting for? Well, and maybe it's my. And, it, oh, and then finally, at the end of the game, he's like, "Well, I guess we got to give Michigan State credit for coming in here." Like he so reluctantly gave them credit at the end. Well, at the start of the game, the first pass interference, he's like, "Well, this is how the refs are going to call this game today. It's going to be a long one for Michigan because Michigan loves to put their hands on the play." Right. And I'm like. Yeah, that's called pass interference, yeah. dude. You can't do it outside of, what, five yards? Yeah. 
When you're down the field, you can't touch. Because he had the whole build-up that week where he's just on every talk show talking about, oh, Harbaugh. This is Harbaugh's year. Oh, yeah, because after that win against Minnesota, and Minnesota was ranked way too high, obviously. Yeah, he's on Colin Cowherd, just, oh, Harbaugh in Michigan is this this Michigan team is going to be special. Well, and it's funny, too, because Charles Woodson did an interview with Jim Harbaugh before that game. It led into it the first two minutes of the broadcast was this interview. And Woodson said, you know, I didn't know what to expect with Jim Harbaugh because I've watched some interviews with him. But this is a different guy. He's all energetic. And then Harbaugh's talking about how the team really came together, rallied around COVID, everything. This is the most close-knit team they've ever had. And if there was ever coaches talk, that's it. After, you know, going back and watching it after the season they had, it's like, wow, you were reading your own press clippings, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, every coach thinks that their team has the ability to win. Yeah, in the beginning of the season, everybody's positive. It's like, yes. You haven't really lost yet. And they were just coming off of a beatdown of Minnesota, who I thought Minnesota was going to be a lot better. Well, and it also was very, very impressive for Michigan because Minnesota did score first. They blocked that punt. They stopped them. They went in, and then that was that for them. Yeah. What I saw, it was funny because talking about that game was the first time I realized it's going to be different with no fans. If Minnesota had a packed house, I think that game goes differently. I well, think yeah, because Joe Milton would have felt pressure. Adversity is different with fans yelling in your ear. Right, because when the kick is blocked and all of, oh, my God, you know, you're down in the game and, you know. Already? Yeah. Like, this yeah, is happening again? Down, you're down in the student section. They're letting you have it. But I realize that it was just an, it's an open practice. There's, there's no fans. There was no reason to get down on yourself last year because, like you said, we do this every day, right. and there's no fans. It's the same thing. Rebound, come back. You still have 50 minutes on the clock, whatever it might be. I mean, I think that's why you saw Michigan State walk into the big house and just said, okay. Well, and let's both be honest. I'm not diminishing the big house. I understand it gets 110,000 fans every single game. But when you walk in that stadium empty, it is not as big as what it appears on TV no. because the seats are so close. You're like, Okay, it's not intimidating at all when there aren't fans there. And it's so different. The first time I did it was I've only been to two football games there, and they've both been Michigan State games. And they would. this was back when they let you on the field. And I'm like, I can't believe that they put 110,000 in here. It just didn't seem as crazy as what it's always made out to be on TV. But that was after a game without fans, and you're just like, Okay, I can see how this isn't intimidating if there aren't fans, but when you put 100,000 people in there that hate your guts, it's a different story, and I think you're absolutely right because yeah. teams came in there and it was as hush as their practice. And that's just it. It's just like, okay, well, it's just, you know, it's a game. Yes. But I, I, I that was the first time I really noticed when I'm like, okay, that Minnesota game, that crowd would have been letting them have it, but night game. I can't believe they do, they could do it. Which is why you know <laughs> maybe they should have played the Ohio State game because you could have went to Columbus. It was a different well Columbus. And that's it, and it makes you wonder. And you're always, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be thirty for thirty documentaries on what happened in 2020. But boy, it was wild to see those I'm, stadiums. I'm telling you that and I ha- yeah, it, I, I haven't, I have not gone to Nebraska. But Columbus and Penn State 
the, those two stadiums, the fan bases, may be the most intimidating fans. What yeah. about um, Wisconsin? I mean, their games are always packed. They have energetic fans. But what, how do you feel about it? I don't. I would like to go to that stadium and really experience it's, it's it. It's not. It's it's more of a fun atmosphere than serious. We want to kill you atmosphere. I mean, Penn State and Ohio State. It's intimidating, especially Ohio. I mean, Penn State. Like no other school can organize a whiteout. I mean, it's you, wild. You normally get a couple of bleep holes who show up. Oh, I gotta wear my lucky blue. I gotta no, no. Everybody is. You don't it's have impressive. to make the announcement. You got an entire stadium with the pom poms, with the whiteout. It's intimidating. It really is, and it, and you're right, especially to, at night. To coordinate that is unreal. When Michigan State played Oregon, and they had the different sections, and they had to put it colors. in the newspaper. They had to, hey, if you're in the even number section, uh-huh. you wear green, and you still had people say, "Well, I got to wear my lucky white. I don't care." Well, no, no, no. They buy into, and in Ohio State. It is a sea of red. Oh, big it, time, except for that little sliver of the road team that you can see if they, they show the aerial view. T- they don't sell tickets to the opposing fans. No, it's the family, and that is it. Yeah, and it, it is it is something to watch. It's, Are they in you, that man, stadium early? They what? Are they in the stadium pretty early, the fans yeah. there? Yeah, they're there. They're around it. Well, they want to see tailgating. their stupid little script, which is impressive the to see in person. Is, 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 if you watch it from the press box, it's cool to see once. It takes forever. Well, it I mean, takes about 30 minutes to do the script. Ohio. I wonder how many kids are like, why is Ohio written like that, having no idea about cursive? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like forever. It's like people, the first time I went, oh, you got to watch it. They're like, oh, okay. And, are they going to get to it? You got to wait for the tuba. I wonder who has we're more cachet. We just had O-H-I. Oh, Jesus. We got to get to O. Who who has more cachet there? The four-string quarterback or that tuba player that dots the I? Ooh, that's a good question. Because you know the tuba player probably will. He probably, oh, he probably goes, out, to the, head up. He goes into the dining hall with the tuba. Oh, yeah. No no doubt. It's like the give, pro- me, uh, give me a couple burgers. Because I'm the tube player. It's like the program when... Uh, Need my, a bottle of water, too. Because Omar Epps is walking with the going. football because he keeps fumbling and he has it in right. class and everything. Right. I can totally see. Or or I'm sure they have like a sash or something. I'm not in a band, so I don't know. But there's something... Or the hat, maybe. But yeah. there's something that identifies he's the big dog yeah. there. I'm the tube player. Yeah. I'm going to screw... That's me. That's me. Hey, girl. I'm going to do... I'm going to wink when I do it. That's, that's for you. Like, I've always wondered, could, like, the parents of him recognize... Oh, oh! Hear that note? That's him. Oh no! I mean, it's 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 an honor. It I is guess, to be selected. It's, it's like, like the drum major. You you you're the tuba guy, or the guy at Michigan that does that, or is that Ohio State too? That does it's the, the drum back, major. Yeah, does the back bend, and I'm like, oh my goodness! Like yeah. you should be in gymnastics, not. Yeah, that's the drum major. So <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So, but but those two places are. If you ever get to watch a night game there. I got to make it happen. I, I, I can see why if if you beat them, then it it it, it just means something more. Like when Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma went in there and beat them, it just meant more because, yeah. And that's like the first game of the year too that that happened. Maybe it was the second or and third. It's, and but. it's also why when Penn State and Ohio State play each other, most of those games are at night because they want every advantage. Yeah, the, I would too. But the Ohio State whiteout is, I mean. Because I think what was it last year, 
they decided to play the game in the day, and I said that Michigan State had a shot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, because you play that game at night, you're you're not you're not winning, man. It's 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 just it's weird, but like Iowa, they're right on top of it. They it's it's literally they could tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, could could you move for a second? A, a backup guard, can you move for a second so I can look at the game? I mean, they're they're right. You hear everything, and the player players will say because people always talk about the pink locker room. That's not the intimidating thing. <clears throat> they are. It's it's it. There's not much space between the bench and the wall, and the wall is only three feet high. So it's not like it's protecting you. They could easily hop over the wall. Oh. So they're letting the players have it the entire game. Think so, about like freshmen that come in there too, because most high school football fields are surrounded by the track and that's a right. good amount between the fans and you and you first go there as a freshman you got to be like oh my goodness this right. is something else now that's another thing i haven't been there for the blackout oh the, that looks sweet the blackout at iowa i mean there's a reason it, it's where ranked teams go to die yeah think about how many times and lose like 14 to 10 you go to iowa you're ranked they're not and they walk away with a w it Gambling purposes, if it happens again, I'm telling you, take Iowa. Because I think Penn State was the only team that they won on like a last-second touchdown. But everybody else, Ohio State's gone there and lost. Michigan's gone there and lost. That blackout, man, it's it's because they're right on top of you. You hear and you feel. It's like Cameron Crazy's at Duke. You feel and hear everything. You, you can feel the wind as they're waving their hands. Because it's they're they're there. You could it's like it's creepy. Like it's it's just like that. Oh, you know, I can feel them. Even though they, you know, like the game you play with your siblings, that I'm not touching you. Game. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Well, I mean, and you play football, you don't expect that. Now in basketball, like you get to the pros, you know, those fans are sitting right on the floor. Yeah, but they're rich and drunk. Yes, exactly. And there's only going to be few and far between that decide to yell at you. These kids are all trying to get under your skin. All of them. Yeah. So it it is. Those are the places, man. Those places are made for night games. I think if you're Michigan, you you could probably do it. I I have yet to be at a – well, no, I was at the Michigan-Michigan State uh, night game. In the rain, right? In the rain, yeah. And – it, it's 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 not the same. They, there's oh, not and the I same think your passion. stadium looks better under the lights. It just flat out does. I don't know why, but that overhead shot of a stadium during a night game is so damn cool. Lights and, and also, everything. yeah, Michigan, you, you spent all that money on those amazing LEDs. Use them as much as you can. Yeah, I, I would play every game. They're night. so nice. I mean, <clears> those <throat> lights are incredible. Dude, if I'm a major program, I, I, I don't want to play at 12. If I'm the AD. Don't, don't schedule. No, and I get it. If you're playing Air Force or something, sure, right? Yeah, I guess. If you're playing, you know, Middle Tennessee State, fine. Fine. I get it. It's noon. <clears throat> Our fans are going to show up. But listen, when you're ranking the big dogs with us, us in Wisconsin, we should be playing at night. Penn right. State at night. Ohio State at night. I don't care about tradition. You have the tradition. You play the last game of the year every year. Noon doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Noon is noon is noon is noon is the eighties is what it is. Noon is the appetizer game, man. It it's really screams you're not important or this game is not important. This this is a guaranteed win. This is something that you know what? Yeah, if you don't win, it's going to be one of the biggest upsets in football this year. Yeah, we will talk about you then. Right.
You should just go in there, blow this team out. Yeah, when like Ohio State's playing Bowling Green, you can play that game at noon. There's right. no doubt because most of the starters are going to be out by the fourth quarter anyway. The game should be over by 245. Would they yeah. play Oregon State a few years ago and just blew them out? Yeah. I think it might have been Justin Fields' first game there. And, I mean, it was so bad. And that's another thing I would love to see, man. Is a, <clears throat> And maybe this could help out in the first couple of weeks, but but if you did a Big Ten, Pac-12 challenge. Uh, it would be awesome. SEC, ACC challenge. Um, I'm trying to think who, you know. Big two or Big Ten, Big Twelve challenge. That would be it. I I did see Nebraska's going back to play in Oklahoma this year. So yeah. So I mean, unless imagine so, <laughs> Nebraska's so bad, so I don't know how how important that game is anymore. You know what? Um, it seems like they're trying to make strides, and then they get in their own way. I don't know who's on the a hotter seat, Scott Frost or Jim Harbaugh. Well, they're both very both are similar yeah both are quarterbacks who were brought back to be the savior of the program the fan base loved it when they came back uh Scott Frost is coming off of that undefeated season at uh UCF UCF and oh my god just wait till he gets his guys here well it's been a while and yeah, that's we're going on what year four of them of him now they're not good no and, and their quarterback play is awful their running back play is really bad they have no yeah, offensive Adrian line Martinez, I thought this kid was going to be this great quarterback. But I think he's on year four now. That's what I was going to say. His freshman year was his best. Yeah. And when that happens, oof. So, yeah, I, I think that. And they have McCaffrey there, got hurt. I, I He's gone. I don't know, man. The, between him and Harbaugh, man, I think those are the two guys that are on the hottest seats in the Big Ten. And I think for him, I don't know if he could survive a six and six year. Well, it's going to be funny cause because because there's no pro team in Nebraska. Well, that's so. what I was about to say is if Nebraska goes and fires their guy with another subpar season to what they expect there, and they expect the same as Michigan does, I think they hold their themselves in the same regard that Michigan does. Where we had glory, we're going to maintain that glory, and we're going to keep getting there. But they haven't done it in what Eric Crouch. I don't. I don't even remember the last time that they were. Was or was Crouch from Kentucky? Who am I thinking? Um, their their quarterback. They had a real good quarterback, but it doesn't translate anymore. Mm-mm. It just doesn't. How ironic! That, you know, ninety seven was the glory year for both. for both, and then since then, I don't know. Yeah, they split the national title that year, and they've been running parallel ever since. Um, yeah, I think for Jim, it really is Ohio State. It is, but. I mean, he got a reprieve. He didn't have to play the Buckeyes because of COVID last year. Or I think we're talking about a new coach. Yeah, the fans would have not let him off the hook then. There was no way they would have allowed that to happen. Ryan Day is not, you know, he he's not gonna he ain't, he didn't go to the school of Tony Larusa where you don't run up to score. No, I'm I'm here to win games. I'm well, to do what I can. and you know you you see it. Jim Trestle hated Michigan. I think Urban Meyer hated Michigan a little bit more, and now I think Urban or Ryan Day hates him the most out of all of them yeah. because I think they didn't respect Ryan Day when he first got there, and he'll never forget. Oh, I that. remember they picked Ohio State second. Oh, Michigan, they're going to fall off. They're going to do this, and he was just like, "Nah, there's no fall off." So no, this is. I was here when Urban was here. That was my offense. It's not the same as Gaddis. Yeah. Is with Harbaugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think October 9th is going to be fun because that's going to be Michigan at Nebraska. 
So somebody will get a leg up. It's going to be like a, a WWE match. Loser leaves. Yeah, the elimination match. Yeah, so, it'll be great. It, it, it is going to be there. But, yeah, September 11th, Michigan, Washington, night game. Ooh, the return of Giles Jackson. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but the you game think that kid's be, not going to – yeah, it's going to be here. And you think he's not going to be pumped? Yeah. You think he's not going to spill the tea on what Michigan's going to be bringing? Because let's be honest, they ain't changing that much. Well said, ain't that much tea to spill. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like – I don't see it being much different than what we had seen. It's like when we were talking to Brandon Brown last week and talking about Nico Collins. As much as I hate Michigan, I was like, why aren't you throwing him the ball? Just throw it up. He was just going up and dominating. And that is the other thing. But here we are running two-yard passes to the sidelines. I'm I'm so anxious to see what some of these teams are going to do. I'm anxious to see, you know, because I think the Michigan-Washington game is going to give you a taste of what Michigan is going to be. Oh, yeah. Did Harbaugh fix this stuff? You know, maybe there was – he kept the spring quiet because he knew he had something. He didn't want anybody to see. I think that guy, uh, he's still there, Patterson, right? Peterson? Which the, the old – at Washington, their coach. He was the old Boise coach. No, I think he's gone now. Is he? I think he walked away or he got fired. Yeah, it was one of those I got burnt out type of things. Yeah, and you got to wonder what they're going to bring to the table in Washington. But they're, they've been a pretty good Pac-12 team over the last 10 years. I mean, that I'm anxious to see, you know, for Mel Tucker, his. We're going to find out September 4th, the week earlier, at Northwestern. Oh, Northwestern, let's... fresh off of a Big Ten championship game. You know, I don't know what Michigan State is. People ask me all the time, how good are they going to be? What's their... I don't know. No idea. And then you got to think. I'm like, they could be anywhere from four wins to nine wins if they catch right breaks and bounces. Well, it's a great test for your offense, that's for sure, because if there's one thing Northwestern does year in, year out, they turn out a pretty damn good defense. Right. So So let's step up to the plate. I bet Mel Tucker is awaiting this challenge, wants this challenge, and so do his players. Like, week one, we're going to show what we are. If we get punched in the mouth, you better punch back. I think this is like the first time they started on the road since Cal. Uh, like Mark Dell was a wide receiver. Oh, and Javid Best was a running back for Cal. Yep. Yeah. So I think this is the first time they started out on the road. It's, I'm I'm anxious, man. I'm I'm driving to Chicago for this. Are you? I, I just want to see. Oh, you got it. But Ryan Field. Okay. Intimidating places, I said, it was, it was Beaver Stadium and Buckeye Stadium. But Ryan Field is just fun. It seems like a high school game. It's a a glorified high school feel where you got the big bleachers and the little bleachers. What's its seat again? Do you know? 40,000 or is that high? I think maybe like 47,000 or something like that. But it's it's big bleachers, purple. Little bleachers would be green. But there's so many state state fans that when like Michigan or Michigan State play there. You can hear it. It it's, sounds it's, like a home it's, it's game like a, a regional final for a high school. Oh yeah, because you got both fan bases there. Because I remember walking up. Uh, it was it was we had got to the game late. It was uh, it was me. It was me. It was Drew Sharp and it was Marty Martin. And we were coming up to the stadium, and you know, it kicked off already. And all of a sudden, we heard this big roar. And we just assumed that it was Northwestern that scored, but we got inside. State that has scored, we're like, wow, it's that many state fans that outside the stadium, you hearing this cheer, you just yeah. assume 
right, Northwestern must have had a big play or something. Ah, it was Michigan State. Either they scored or they got an intercept. They got something. But it's 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 a fun atmosphere. I I like Northwestern. Um, going to those games, I always try to make it out to to Ryan Field. So it's something you should do. I'm telling you, it's a easy ride. Or heck, if you want, heck, it's a quick, even quicker flight. Right. Oh yeah, hour flight. Dude, you spend more time on the tarmac than you do in the air. Yeah, it's great. Just put it like that. It really now, is great. I, I did the flight once, and if you add up airport security on the tarmac and getting off the plane and all that, it's longer. <laughs> like you're only in the air. I think it was forty-five, 30, thirty-five minutes. Yeah. That's. I mean, there, there's no snack. There's no beverage cart. No, you go up and you come back now. As they literally give you the, okay, this is it. This is the exit door. This is this, that, and that. Thank you for flying. Mm-hmm. Are we there? Oh, yeah, we're there. I mean, because you go up, land, and then you look at water for like 20 minutes as you're flying over Lake Michigan. And then as soon as you get on the other side, you're landing and you're there. So, but yeah, or not the drive. It's not a bad drive. So No, it's not. It, I mean, a four-hour drive. I like road tripping. I'm trying to get my wife to do it a lot more this year. You should... That, Maybe that's a good September one. September we'll fourth. That's that's the game because I, I I need to see what this because that's going to kind of dictate how good this team is going to be, how they're going to bounce back because the next game the state has I think is uh was it Bowling Green or something something along those lines and then it's Miami the following right it's Miami the following week so yeah this will kind of show you what they have who's going to be the quarterback how all of these transfers are going to fit in because I think they're going to take over the squad. I think you're going to see a lot of transfers for MSU playing seriously in the two deep. I mean, Good. You know what? And that's what you bring them in for. You're not bringing those kids in to fill out your roster. No. That, I think that's what recruiting is going to be. I mean, the biggest thing for me is what's that offensive line? You only brought in one guy for the offensive line, so are the other guys going to get the job done? We will have to wait and see. Evan, what, what do you got for me before we round this out? All right, since you've been to a lot of these cities and you've also um, graciously brought in some of your famous barbecue, and I will argue that your ribs are right up there with any that I've had. Oh, well, thanks, man. Um, who has the best barbecue? Which city that you've traveled to within the Big Ten? Oh, within the Big Ten. Nah, there's no Big Ten cities. Are there not? I know that there's one in Lansing. It's called Meats Barbecue, yeah. and it has this like twelve pound sandwich or something ridiculous that costs forty bucks. You know the reason why I've, I've learned. Because well, what about I'm, just best I'm, food then? I'm disappointed with most barbecue. Well, so am now, I. To be honest, if you would have said now, if we added the University of Memphis, I would say Memphis has the best barbecue. And there's no doubt. It world. doesn't matter like where you go. It's pretty. I, I'd, I'd fist fight any. I, 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 me and Kwame Brown will fight anybody <laughs> who says Miss Memphis doesn't have the best barbecue. Uh, yes. Oh, it's, and, and it's like their barbecue places are like Coney Islands here. Okay, they're, they're and that's everywhere. what I was wondering. Is it like across the board? Oh yeah, they're everywhere. You don't you good. don't go to like Rendezvous is like the big tourist trap, and they got the dry no. Go to the little mom and pop. Oh yeah, that's the. It's like Coney Islands, man. It's just. I remember I was, it was with, uh, with Ryan Field, not the place in Northwestern, but Ryan Field, who's now in New York. Yeah. And we were we were working at Fox 2 in Detroit, and, and we were covering Michigan State. And every morning he'd be like, man, let's go get some pancakes. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go. But as soon as I hit the streets, I smelled the ribs. I'm like, 
He's like, you're getting ribs again. I was like, man, can't you, can't you smell that? And, and it was actually one of the guys at one of the little shops taught me a lot of how to cook ribs. Because he was like, come here, because he was called me Detroit. Because I was like, yeah. come here, Detroit. You, I'm going to tell you this secret, but you better never come back to this city again. So he <laughs> pulled me back in the kitchen and was like, told me all these different things to do. And it was just like, he's like, yep, you probably do this wrong. You do, yep, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. Do it like this, and you'll never make a bad rib in your life. And and you don't. I mean, there's. I mean, I love ribs when they're fresh and hot and blah blah blah. But you bring them in and they're not coming right off the smoker, and they're still so darn good. I uh, love you, them. Yeah, you had day old ribs, so and they're still fall off the bone, chewy, good, like not tough, and it's great. Um, what about like? Have you been to Eddie George's in Columbus? No. Or Valenti would tell me that that was a good restaurant in Columbus. Um. But I don't know really the other. I know Chicago yeah, I'm, I'm, has some I'm decent more of the, ones. I'm more of the like the, the, the I'm the common man. Mike's like the I oh. need to dress up and grade. Like he's. I feel like, like he's Eddie George's is still a sports bar. It's not like for me, like going to Columbus was always Canes. I would you get Canes chicken. Okay, so, so there is a spot that you have in every yeah. city that you okay. That's what I was wondering more so. Yeah, than, Columbus is Canes. Um, didn't really go when I was in Happy Valley because it, it was. Well, that's like a weird way to get in and get out. Yeah, it's only it's, like one it's, road. It literally is in a valley, folks. I, I mean, it's called Happy Valley, but when you when you're driving up to it, you don't see any city skyline whatsoever. You, you think you're lost, right? And then, and then boom. And then you're, you're at the time it was the Garmin was saying, you know, the first time I went, guys, like get off at this exit. And we're like, uh, I don't think this is right. Then as soon as you turn, and then it's like the city sits down in the valley. Oh, okay. But That's you literally cool. see nothing but fields and flatland and grass, and there's an entire city like underground. That's awesome. Is what it feels like. I need to go. Right. You're going to drive right past. If you're not paying attention, if you don't put it in your GPS, you will drive right past Happy Valley. That's amazing. That is amazing. Like other, You see like the skylines. There's no skyline. There's nothing. Get a no tree line? Trees. No. It's just grass. <laughs> and then when you turn, and then as you're turning, you start driving down on the turn, and there's the city. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But, yes, uh, I'm trying to think. Rutgers is actually a game I, I think. I went to. I haven't been there. Well, no, that's by Syracuse. Dinosaur Barbecue, I think it's called. Yeah. That's by Syracuse. That was a great trip out to Boston. I've had a like I've been out to Austin, Texas a couple times. Texas barbecue so overrated. Is it? Okay, so Memphis Memphis smoke, man. That's what I need. Well, I get it. Right. Memphis is where I think is the best. If you're pulled pork, Carolina barbecue, I don't like sweet meat. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, that's more of their sauces. Kansas City barbecue. Give me give me something that's dry rubbed and not coated in sauce, and I'll tell you if it's good. I mean, Texas barbecue is is every bit of the cow. They, they don't know what a pig is. <laughs> I seriously, you, you, try, good luck trying to find just rib beef ribs. You, you, nah, just pork ribs. beef ribs. You mean the beef pork ribs? <laughs> no, just okay. So brisket. Yeah, you're gonna get bis brisket and steak and oh, you're gonna get every part of the cow there is if you go to Texas. Oh. Yeah, yeah that, that that's their thing. The most you maybe you'll get like those hot links and yeah. stuff like that. That's about it. Other huh. than that, it's all beef. So nah. No, I'm it. hungry. 
Me too. All right, for Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone.